0: All
1: elite. For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search cultaholic wrestling news on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.
2: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Cultaholic Classic Watchalong. Ooh, Tom didn't say raw. This must be a different one. It is. Shut up, Valerie. This is where we go back in our Iger Pro powered DeLorean, not to watch an episode of Monday Night Raw, but to watch something a little bit different from the era, to give you a fuller picture of how wrestling was in 1993. And who be we? I be Fake Geordie, radio presenter, manager to Mickey the Dragon, Tom Campbell. I be with the bear in the big blue bar cage, the man who will turn his nose up at all of your pencils. You only need a pen because he gets it right every time. There is a Justin Henry in America. In there, Tommy. I am doing wonderful because the room is slightly fuller. There is a passenger in the Ica Pro Power DeLorean for our watch along. Justin, will you do us the great honor of introducing our passenger this week?
3: Uh, yes, we picked up a hitchhiker in the form of our good friend, Mr. Photoshop himself, John Eiley.
1: Yay! Woo!
4: John I'm Eiley! Back. I'm back, and I'm better than ever, with a knack for making things slightly different.
1: Yeah! He's like a Johnny Eric Bischoff. How are we, John?
4: Uh, we are very well, thank you. How art thou?
1: Thou be fine. Thank you for coming back to 1993 with us. As you can tell, things are slightly different. Slightly different fashion in 1993 i don't even know how we're talking on facebook messenger in 1993 that's a paradox what
3: the hell's facebook
1: exactly not even marty mcfly to be honest the,
4: fa- the fashions and gated wouldn't be any different from now was what they were in
3: 1883 <laughs> mm. <laughs> i am i am wearing my zubaz for this show so i came prepared
1: i thought you wore your zubaz for every show
3: time secret time some shows i go without
1: oh mate now i've got to go back and listen really carefully to see which ones you are and which ones you aren't wearing your pass on
3: i always have the fanny pack though
1: <laughs> that's fine as long as you got the fanny pack we're good so this is what's going to happen <laughs> so myself justin henry and king photoshop john eiley um are going to watch the a special edition of WWF programming from 1993. And instead of just talking about it, like lads, we are going to do a watch along. So you're going to press play at the same time as all of us three, and you are going to watch it with us. We're going to be like very low budget commentators on some old school wrestlings.
3: Yes. With John being crow and you being, well, you're already Tom, I guess you are Tom Servo.
1: I can be Tom Servo. John, do you, um, which one do you want to be?
4: Um. Uh, 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 I, I'm not sure, actually.
3: Who just Justin? Who can jump? There's John Crow. Be? There's. Well, I figured I'd be Mike Nelson because I'm. I mean, if if John wants to be Mike Nelson, he could be Mike Nelson. I'll be, I'll be Crow. I'll be Crow. I don't really mind.
1: And I'll be the other one.
3: Hang on a second. I've, yes, just, a had a, I've just had a thought. John. Yes. Three
4: man crew. The three of us <laughs> behind a table commentating on this.
1: <laughs> John has given himself a John.
3: We've got to the third person. We're we'll recording on the Rock's birthday, so it makes sense that you talk you for yourself in the third person.
1: Oh, it is the Rock's birthday, isn't it's it's... it? We sh- it should have been a bank holiday.
3: It really should have well, got been. one next week.
1: Oh yeah, we haven't. We have got Monday off. Way you haven't got you haven't got Monday off, have you, Justin?
3: I have. A, I have every Monday off. I'm a slacker.
1: Oh, that's true. So you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so you watched this first time round, didn't you justin
3: uh yes it was it was the sunday before thanksgiving in 1993 three days prior to the survivor series and um I don't, I don't recall it being standout in any way it's just your basic run-of-the-mill hype show for the upcoming pay-per-view although we have a story to tell during the main event on this show which i'd be more than happy to uh read what i have found for, off of uh Graham Calthon's history of WWE archives in regards to what happened during that match that requires explanation
1: Oh, okay, that sounds intriguing So
3: when when the time comes we will get to that
1: And John, you have never seen this particular show before, have you?
4: Not that I can recall Uh, If I have seen it, then it's tucked away for some reason in the dark recesses of my memory
3: (laughs) You You
1: tried to black it out
4: Possibly yes. I, I, I generally can't remember actually seeing this uh, the first time round, so this could be a first time for me.
1: And uh, myself, we all
3: versus... have our childhood traumas. And...
1: Um, I myself, we I've never seen this because, as we've mentioned a few times on the podcast, uh, 1993 is an era where I fell out of wrestling. Completely. So I'm experiencing all of this for the very first time. And some days it's very exciting. And some days, as I'm being told with this, it's quite hellish. So let's let's enjoy the suck together as we watch from 1993, the Survivor Series showdown. Now, gents, do you have your WWE Network screens ready?
3: Ready. Sure do.
1: And in three seconds, I'm going to hit play. And you listening to this in your ears, you're going to also hit play and you're going to watch the 1993 Survivor Series showdown with us. Oh, by the way, it's in the Hidden Gems section on the WWE Network. Pause here so you can find it. Welcome back. <laughs> in three, two, a one.
3: This weekend...
1: And the first thing we see is IRS. So this is a good start. IRS and Fuji.
3: Boy, they got a lot of mileage out of this synthesizer song, didn't they?
1: It's a piece. Yeah, this is a piece of classic music. The Fuji Fall. <laughs> Fuji
5: went down Fuji like a like a timber. small house.
1: <laughs> that was awesome. I got quite excited then, because I thought that IRS had been recruited by Mister Fuji, maybe to do his tax return. We had to the recording, and we're going to resume it at 45 seconds. So if you're not at 45 seconds, then be there now. In a three, in a two, in a one, go.
3: I love how they're building to the hype show rather than building the Survivor Series
1: with us. There's a lot of build to the hype show. It's nice to see Owen Hart, though, because he hasn't been on Raw really yet. Oh, Yoko's down. Jeez. <laughs>
4: a hell of a bump. Just, just saw uh, the hand of my, my main man there, Mr. Jim Cornette.
1: <laughs> is he going to be on this show quite a bit?
4: Cornette? Yeah. Um, if
1: he is, it'll improve it. Well,
4: the thing is, though, I don't know. I mean, like I said... he's um, Yokozuna's Cornette,
1: quite
3: possibly.
4: You know, Cornette's my main man, as it were, but I don't know if I can really sort of be a fan of his for much longer because after the recent um, Dark that? Side of the Ring... Uh, documentary on the montreal screw job get ready for a new t-shirt slogan oh. cornette screwed brett
3: ooh it was jim Cornette's oh, idea that for a while he he, he he well he basically just said i i heard his speech on the uh on, on that timeline 1997 thing for uh, a commentaries he just mentioned a kind of offhand like it's your belt Vince, just get it off of him you know you own it and that put the German in
1: his head. I, yeah, yeah that, was, um, that was a bit I of mind blowing. I just listened
4: to one of Jim Cornette's, one of Jim Cornette's uh, podcasts recently. He, he goes into detail exactly what he did and how he did it and all the rest of it. But what? but I think you know, I said if, if it was sort of uh, Jim Cornette's idea, you know, Cornette screwed Brett.
1: Definitely a shirt Oh look at this! Whoa, I... the, hey, look, look, the greatest
4: match team of all time.
1: Yes, yeah, split in half. Exactly. <laughs> this is like watching <laughs> Romeo and Juliet marry different people.
3: <laughs> hey, doink booger. Gorilla and Jim no, is, Ross. Which drink is that? Is an, no, is wait, that, is that. JR. Um,
1: the third one.
4: I'm trying to think which one oh, I was the on fourth. the list that you mentioned the other week. I think I was about number five or six.
1: You were number seven, I think.
4: Okay. <laughs>
3: What happened to the monsoon's blue sunglasses? Or his oh, blue tinted glasses. I'm not too, looks so uh, them
1: I'm not too sure how I feel about Gorilla and Jim Ross. <laughs> Look at Jim Ross smiling! Jim Ross don't smile ever! I don't like it! I don't like it. <laughs> They're having a competition to see
3: who who could stand in front of the more convincing green screen image of fans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why have we got two commentary teams? Well, they're Radio
4: know. WWF, aren't they? Uh, Monsoon and... Oh, right, yes.
1: oh, is it Radio WWF? Right.
3: This was the original brand extension. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is two very odd pairings. Gorilla and Jim Ross shouldn't work together as a unit.
3: We need to have Vince Heenan and Renee Young and Monsoon JR and uh, Byron Saxon. <laughs> oh, And then International Row with
1: all the other commentators.
3: (laughs) Here's seven-year-old Funaki, (laughs) number one announcer.
1: Okay, so Bobby's now talking about Rio Rogers. So we've got another voice. Already we've had four.
3: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy.
1: That is an awful picture of the Hart family. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is going to be offensive, isn't it? This makes oh, boy. me very sad. Now, the funny thing about... I, think Justin... I think Justin knows what's coming.
3: Yes, I'm having i a... I'm having a Maylock's moment. Speaking of Maylocks, here's Bastion. What are you... Is he playing Got Your Nose with a cameraman?
4: Probably.
1: Oh, he's got pizza. What's the pizza company? Um local. Even
4: he's wanting to know what the pizza company Aww. is, that kid by the looks of it.
1: That kid there with the bowl haircut was desperate for pizza. Yeah, well they're in
3: some crappy venue. This provides like really bad uh, concessions. Like, oh, he's got the good food. Now, what you two may not be aware of is that this taping here or this show that we're watching takes place in two different buildings. This was the WrestleMania two of uh hype shows. <laughs>
1: Why is that then? Is it just because they filmed matches in different places and they're just sort of hoying them together?
3: Yes. This, this was the Raw taping and Bushkill that we've been watching. And two of the matches will take place in Delhi, New York as part of the Superstars tapings. Now, I don't know where Delhi, New York is other than the fact that it's in New York State. Nice glasses, doink. Very Elton John-esque, aren't they? Uh, yes.
1: Despite the fact that we hate <laughs> babyface he's... Doink, he is over. For now. For now, yeah. He's gonna
3: sing "Bushkill Freedom" instead of "Philadelphia Freedom."
1: <laughs> if you choose to, you can live oh. your life alone. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, Doink's over until the day Dink arrives.
1: Oh, yeah, we Dink, we and,
4: and he's already coming, in the which company, is, uh, isn't not he? Not a good sentence.
3: Uh, Yes, he's Tiger Jackson, the charming mini-wrestler who's feuded with little Louie for some time. Is Dwight wearing Tully Blanchard's boots? I think he is.
1: It might be the best bit of wrestling in this entire entire match. Tully Blanchard's boots are in the match.
3: I smell a comedy match. What about you guys? And when I say comedy match, I mean alleged comedy match.
1: <laughs> We're doing comedy and speech marks. Oh, God, Booger, get on the bike. Uh-oh. <gasps> it's already the best and... show. Mate, why are you slacking? Oh, it's so obvious. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to fall. He fell off the bike. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All, right. All right, Vince Campbell, relax.
1: The biking experience. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
3: He stole... He stole Pee Wee's
4: scooter
1: up
3: Squirt Flower
4: I think it's a Squirt Glasses actually yeah it's Squirt Glasses is
1: to be it's a, a to the, yeah, the technical classic uh,
3: this is all Elite Wrestling's Jim Ross calling this match
1: oh Jim and Gorilla it's two two play by play guys
4: also, there must be. um... yeah, well, monsters don't
3: color for this one.
1: <laughs> That's quite funny, actually. It is actually. <laughs> that, was, that was kind of funny. It's different.
3: It's a giant Gonzalez version of Mr. Saku. <laughs>
0: well,
3: like yeah, I, said, Justin, I think this, this is, is in,
4: going to be you seeing Justin, that it was in two separate uh, venues. So they must obviously have Gorilla and Jim Ross in one venue and uh, Heenan and McMahon in the other.
3: Uh, yes, that, that's what I'm thinking. So the Bushkill match will have these two as well. Bushkill, Pennsylvania, home of something. I think Snow, I'm not sure.
1: Well, this is definitely the Bushkill one because I recognize the post, the, the signage around the uh, the, the, the building.
3: Yeah, this is also the morale kill taping. This is like this the three, yeah, four hour it.
1: nonsense, isn't it? Probably.
3: This was the Braun gets Nicholas out of the crowd in order to beat the two European guys and win the tag belts match. <laughs>
1: yeah. Boy, they're really
3: going a mile a minute here, aren't
1: they? This is about that. that pull out of the ring was about as fast as this match has been so far.
3: I think we're
4: just better get a bit quicker here. Head of steam and
1: it's a
3: spot fest because I'm seeing spots.
1: <laughs> I think if you could smell toast, I would probably call nine one one, and I don't mean the wrestler.
3: I would welcome him because he once beat Dolink in ninety four.
1: It, it, it was that in ECW when he did the thing where he would run get out up. and just batter people that. People got bored, And he enough. would
4: have half his face painted or something like that, wasn't it? Yes,
1: Edgar Winter.
3: Yes, Edgar Winter Band's Frankenstein would play, and he'd come out and choke slam some poor bastard.
1: But it's the Doink thing in ECW was quite good. It was, as John said, like he had his face half painted. It was uh, He was born again.
3: Yes, uh, if ever company knew its audience, it was ECW in the day. <laughs> come on, Booger, dance.
1: That's delightful.
4: <laughs> Jim Ross just referred to those as gyrations. <laughs>
3: <Ugh>. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're smothering chips and gravy.
3: Uh, he's like, I could be calling, Flair, I could be calling Flair versus Vader next month, but no.
1: Here I am calling Bugger and Doik. Well. It-
3: it's like Vader versus Sting, in the fact that you have a four hundred pound guy versus a guy with face paint. <laughs>
1: it's, it's a slow version of Vader versus Sting.
4: Yeah, the only problem is the big guy in this match doesn't really have the skill that the other one did.
3: <laughs> it's like those indie companies who have who hire those who those um, impersonator wrestlers, like Big Slam Vader.
1: Oh, I missed them. And the They're Smoke, not really. Who is the, the rock impersonator.
3: Uh...
4: That we had something was... similar here in the UK. I remember at one time.
1: Well, there was the UK Undertaker and the UK Rock the and,
4: uh, and UK uh, One Two Three K. Oh, sorry, the One Two Three X uh, UK X Pack and uh, Kane as well.
1: That was it.
3: We were a creative, bunch it was back like how in Humber the nineties, territorial crusty.
1: Actually, there is a guy like who does still does the, the circuit like. and plays Doink.
3: Of course, there is. <laughs> There's 400 Doinks in the world, and the rest you have you have Rabbi Doink, <laughs> you have Australian Prime Minister Doink, who changes every six weeks. Brazilian soccer player Doink.
4: Actually, isn't there a Brazilian footballer called um? Isn't there a Brazilian footballer actually called Hulk as well?
3: Yes, there is. Well, there was at one point.
4: She sure was in I the. Think last that was when he won the
3: World Cup and uh. He was definitely the one before that when Germany smashed him in the semis. It was like seven to one. Yeah, that's right. Anything? I'd rather talk about two World Cups ago rather than talk about this match that we're watching right here.
1: I know a wrestling company where the same guy on the same night will play, and I quote from the poster, WWE Hall of Famers, Doink the Clown and Kim Chi. Hall of Famers. Yeah. Do you remember that time Kim Chi got inducted into the Hall of Fame? Oh, yeah.
4: His speech was magnificent.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Outback
3: Jack that inducted him. (laughs) It's like a David Lynch fever dream. (laughs) If I
4: remember rightly, the real Kim Chi is uh, Steve Lombardi, right? Well, he played him for a little
1: while. Uh, Yes. Brooklyn Brawler. Did Brooklyn Brawler Whatever ever get, like, a, a legitimate run?
4: I don't think he ever did. I don't, no, he was actually managed by Bobby Heenan for a little while against uh, the Red Rooster, uh,
3: if I remember yeah, rightly. he defeated with Rooster for a bit in
4: 89. Yeah, it was about, sort of, a uh, run about WrestleMania Five team, if I remember rightly. Right,
3: because Rooster actually beat him on the Saturday Night's Main Event preceding Mania. I think all all the, and Rawls are, call, are calling this
4: match. All they're just down Yeah, just, i would just like to uh, say to everyone who's doing the watch along with us, uh, we apologise for the bad quality match that we started <laughs> off with.
1: I ain't apologising for nothing. This is what you pay for, and you haven't paid for this.
3: Oh, don't getting fired up now. Go on, doink. Somebody has punch to.
1: him into fat. Go on, doink. He's dunking up. <laughs> He's swinging. The Mania is running mild here in Bushkill.
4: Coming up next, the Moki Brothers.
1: <laughs> oh, what a good dream.
3: When Doink stopped the laughter, I thought he was going to go for a Pele kick.
1: <laughs> that would have been incredible. What? And then it turns out it's what? AJ Styles. What the hell just happened?
4: Well, Doink hey! took the um, bugger on the shoulder to make it. I was like, it's, he won the match up with a three count. The referee was saying, you know, you've, you've won the match. You can get up off the pin now. And that's why, yeah, Bastion, Bastion Bugger got up and celebrated.
3: Um, so the ref okay. cheated. I'm just happy it's over.
1: What's, no, what's the he's got in his hand? Yes, some Tabasco sauce. Hopefully it's
3: rum. forget this experience.
1: <gasps> what are you doing, you monster?
3: Oh, this. I put hot sauce on my pizza.
1: If he wanted to if he was gonna be if he was still heel doink, he'd have put pineapple on it. Hey! <laughs> <laughs>
4: I like pineapple on my
3: pizza. Well <laughs> he, would've, he would've poured bleach on it. <laughs> ammonia, t- or ammonia tablets.
1: Oh here we go.
4: <laughs> here we go. So Here's Paul the big like, comedy spot.
1: Lovely pizza. Om, nom 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 nom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come
4: on. you did
1: into it. It's funny because it's hot pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. terrible.
3: Sit so, out. So, so let oh, me ask you this. Crunker. This is the Survivor oh, no, Series Hype and no, It's. Show. <laughs> Are you guys hyped for the pay-per-view after watching Doink versus Bastian Boger?
1: I'm hyped for the backstage segments where Bastian Boger tries to find a drink. I'm also hyped for Ludwig Borger, who is an absolute beast in 1993, and if you think he's not, you are wrong. Now that really was a moment where Ludwig Borger with one finger, ended Tatonka's to winning streak.
3: <sighs> and Lex Ligeru tags hands with the fans on the way to the ring to save his friend who may have internal injuries.
1: <laughs> that was the best bit for me. He was slapping fans' hands. <laughs> like, he's just... He's so rubbish
3: <laughs> as a good guy. Tigger holding his hand out like that, was, he's going to give Scott Steiner a, uh, a proctology exam.
4: Oh, here we go. Good tag match.
1: Oh no, they're they're match. here for an interview. Oh, is it? Yes. Yes. Oh, they're not here to wrestle. Oh yeah, because be we've annoying. got we've got Doink, the Clown and Booger wrestling, but not the Steiners. No. They're just talking. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, French commentator Ray Rougeau. Oh, look at Ray. I, he's gonna be biased, surely. Is this a heel turn? <laughs> is this him coming out of retirement? No, that would be exciting. Oh my god, could you imagine? We're gonna kick your brother's ass at Survivor Series. Kayfabe. Look, look at that jacket. Oh wow! Stit of That it. That, that looks like it is highly flammable. <laughs> Gosh, what a jacket!
4: I think the way Lex just looked at it, there he thought, "Why am I wearing this?"
1: <laughs> he's, he's like, "Well, I want to be a race car driver,
3: but I want a Rybira jacket also." And, and both his wishes came true. That's an American Rybira jacket. Is it? <laughs> they uh, they opened one in uh, Jonesboro, Arkansas. Apparently, are you meant to wear it with the with the collar
1: up? Is that, or is that a personal preference from Luca? He's just popping his collar. Wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, it's true. Oh, here we get here he comes. Would it have killed him to wear some red, white, and blue Zubaz? Undertaker <laughs> Confederate Undertaker? He might have the he might have the American flag piping still. Did you say Confederate Undertaker? (laughs) Is that not what we decided he was?
4: was No, he was the state Undertaker, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, he was was Betsy Ross Flag Undertaker. Betsy Ross Flag Undertaker. My apologies, not Confederate Undertaker. That's 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 a different one. He's going to turn, he'll have the Union Jack on underneath.
3: The Undertaker's coming. The Undertaker's
1: coming.
4: (laughs) Thank you, by the way, Justin, for uh, mentioning the... Uh, the flag under the Undertaker's jacket because I was trying to remember when it was I knew it was round about this time I couldn't remember if it was actually at the Survivor Series when he did it or if it was just before
3: yeah that was uh, he got the lining in his, he got the lining in it just to show his allegiance to like I am American in case you're wondering yeah. Death Valley is in fact part of the continental United States
4: I am the original American badass
1: one day I'll come out on I'm a bike rolling rolling
3: a penny farthing.
1: <laughs> this oh white rat is going to sing for me. That would have been amazing! <laughs> John! John! <laughs> Do the Undertaker right on a right penny here. farthing!
3: <laughs> so, between the Duster, the Michigan Leather Jackets, and the Flammable Ribera Special. Who has the coolest jacket up here? I know it's oh. Ray Rougeau.
1: Oh, man.
4: Um. I, I, I'm torn between the Steiners and the Undertaker, to be honest.
1: I mean, I want to give they Luger look... bravery points for wearing that thing. They look like some sort of
3: like fraternity hazers that had to induct the uh, big scary goth guy, even though they didn't want to. <laughs> And what would Tatanka have worn had he been here?
1: Tatanka would have worn... Well, I like to think that the Duster belongs to Tatanka. And he was planning to cosplay as The Undertaker anyway.
4: Well, <laughs> he was the, well I did make him The Undertonka uh, in the last week's show, did oh, I, I not?
1: That you did.
3: I was hoping Scott would say, Ray, why won't your brothers take bumps? Why does he make the other guy do it?
1: <laughs> as Scott Steiner would say, He's fat! <laughs> I'm going to shove the cattle prod up your
2: ass
3: <laughs> I'll make you bleed You got a 25% America. chance of winning this match With
4: the other three guys in it
3: <laughs> Now you divide by 8 by 1 And what you get is Look at Paul Bearer's eyes He was great Paul Bearer He was tremendous Great storyteller and shoot interviews too
1: No one knows more about elimination than the it. Undertaker.
3: Well, he gets them after they're eliminated. He's the Undertaker.
4: Well this would have been his fourth um well just come to his fourth year in the company as well, wouldn't it?
3: Uh his yeah debut in nineteen ninety. Yeah, he's, he's approaching his three year anniversary. It's like out of everybody in this match you have a bunch of guys who are uh, basically just got here. Like Luger and the Steiners haven't even been here for a year yet. Yoko's been here for maybe a year. There's just a, a ton of turnover at this point. Here we go, Brash. I
1: Shug-a-brush. think The Undertaker missed a trick. Yay,
3: Pettengill. Oh. Is, that Miz, is that Miz's dad back there?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be.
4: Have you ever heard the story of how Pettingill Ta- actually got his job at WWF?
1: Is it? Is it safe?
4: Yeah, yeah, it's very safe. Um, he, he had his sort of um, audition, as it were, and he didn't think it went that well. And before he left Titan Towers, he went to the bathroom, and apparently there was someone in one of the uh, the cubicles, and they heard were... him crying. No, no, <laughs> he was he was in the sort of washing his hands, and there was someone in the cubicle, and they were a bit, shall we say, smelly, and. He said t- to the person in the cubicle, you might want to give that a courtesy flush. From behind the cubicle door, all that came back was, ha ha, that's a great one, pal. I remember that. It was Vince McMahon. He told Vince McMahon to have a courtesy flush and Vince loved it so much he gave him the job.
1: Wow. Ah, damn it.
4: Because Vince,
3: as we all know, does like so a good protein? bourbon fart joke every now and then. That's uh, unfortunate for all of us. Although Todd was fine in this role. He's just a terrible T V host. He's telling actually, you how to like, I, I like Todd Pettingill back then.
4: I thought he was alright actually.
3: He 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 would be okay in spots, but Mania was an awful show. He tried too hard to be like the Saturday morning goofball.
1: When he pairs it back, he's he's great. But it's yeah, he's in fine. his early days he was too full on.
3: Yes, there's a... Uh... There's a level of energy.
1: I like that they're not even hiding that this is a Superstars taping. Like, I, the no, fact it has just, Superstars in the top right hand corner. You, you
4: can also tell as well it's a b- very bad green screen shot as well.
3: Uh-huh. You just like put a... Uh... There's a big graphic for you.
0: Oh,
3: jeez. Hey, let's, let's pad this show with exposition. Now there's a cold jacket, the one Crush is wearing.
1: I so feel like Crush looks like somebody would that would... That your dad would know that would come and like tile, tile the kitchen with. back in the nineties. It was like someone that your dad would know, but your mom would know better. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, she would, and she would always smile whenever he came over, and, and your father was oblivious to it
1: as to why. And he would still tile the kitchen.
3: <laughs> yeah, because, he'd because,
4: sl- he'd, you'd still be calling him Uncle Crush.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and you'd have big hands like him for some reason.
3: I think so far Todd Penkel's the most tastefully dressed person on this show.
1: <laughs> As Macho Man appears on the screen, basically looking like he was dipped in glitter.
3: <laughs> Sounds like an explosion at the Skittle Factory.
4: Very purple and silver, though, that uh, confrontation, confrontation there, isn't it?
1: It is certainly a confrontation of color. Hey, he was up for some Olive Garden. Oh, here he comes. I'd like Crush at this point, brother. He
3: he had the half demolition look going again. Oh, boy. Oh, there he is! Certain type of money.
1: Go on, Virgil.
3: He's here to make that money. He's about to make $10. we're going to battle the NWOB team.
1: It is. Isn't isn't it? it versus Brian Adams? Oh, God.
4: I just can't take Crush seriously with his name as Brian Adams. All I can think <laughs> of is the Groover from Vancouver.
0: <laughs> Summer
4: of 69, bra.
1: Just think, right? is it funny how in about five mm. years' time somebody would hire these two people and call it a coup? <laughs>
3: We're, we're stealing all the great talent we're getting all the greats over here john back to your prior point that's like finding out samoa joe's real name is robin gibb is it no it's not
1: i'm just theoretically <laughs> john...
4: just put the fear of god into me that way don't you just
1: <laughs> john photoshop samoa joe into the Bee Gees.
4: staying alive if i let you out of my Kakina clutch <laughs> <laughs>
3: So this should be a glorified squash, right? Like nothing more, nothing less.
1: It should be. But I feel like Virgil's gonna get some offense now.
3: Now, YouTube being from across the pond, uh, this show here takes place in Delhi, New York. D E H L
1: I. As in the same as New Delhi.
3: Kind of, yeah. So this is Old Delhi, I guess, or Cornered Delhi. I don't know. Virgil Plancha. Whoa, (laughs) Virgancia. That was a free salad and breadsticks, Plancha.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what's significant about Delhi? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I was going to say how many cities
3: from New York state can you two name off the top of your head? Oh, but I just want to demonstrate just how obscure Delhi is compared to say, well, I'll spot you in New York city, obviously. Um, that was a nice Savat kick. Utica. That's the second one you name. Okay, I'm, I'll take it. Albany. Okay.
1: I just watched the steamed Han- ham thing before I came on, <laughs> so that's uh, top was... of my head. Okay, <laughs> no, that, not that, Utica. No, no, it's an Albany expression. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Brooklyn.
3: Well, I, that's technically New York City, but I'll I'll take it. Um... One of the five boroughs. Of
4: course, geography is not my strong point.
3: Uh... No, no worries. Queens. That's part of New York City also. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll take it because it, it, it's, it's its own borough. But New York City is Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn, the Bronx, and crap. What's the other one? Delhi. Staten Island. <laughs> no, yeah, Delhi's the obscure one.
1: Well, I find it funny, the fact that, and, and Job will appreciate this as well, that we are a... a, a About 50-odd miles down the road. I don't know how many more. I'm I'm also bad at geography. We're just down the road from York.
4: Where I will actually be going to in a few weeks' time.
1: There you go. So whilst we're watching a show from New York, we are recording this near York.
4: But it just so happens that New York was originally called New Amsterdam.
1: It was.
3: That's right. It is Staten Island. I had to look it up because I'm an idiot. But yes, I'm, I'm showing how obscure Delhi is.
1: But they're really you said at a point. Buffalo, to this... that's a uh, big city. Oh, Buffalo. forgot about Buffalo. <laughs> I love the fact that's that the you've team. reeled off all these big names. What's the first one I say? Is it uh, Utica?
3: Yes, <laughs> uh, 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 I know where Utica is. Yonkers, that's where Tommy Dreamer's from. Yonkers.
4: Uh, Mount Vernon?
3: Or Vernon, sorry? Mount Vernon, yes. That's where, uh, here's where George Washington was from.
4: Uh, Rochester, who we've mentioned.
3: Rochester. Are you wikipedia this, John? Yeah. You <laughs> cheat! <laughs> hey, let's, hey, well, tell me when you get to Delhi, if you ever get to Delhi. Uh,
1: that
3: no, was a, pro- not that was a the Proclaimers top... song, that was.
1: <laughs> Tommy,
3: Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie! We've mentioned it many times on this show. Poughkeepsie, we have New York. mentioned Poughkeepsie, New York loads. So the... So that's a lot of cities so far, and Delhi is not one of them.
1: Delhi's really far down the pecking order then. Uh,
3: Yes. Just just to further demonstrate just well, where they were honest, city-wise at this point.
4: Delhi doesn't even exist on Wikipedia. I'm looking at a list of cities in New York State, and Delhi is not one of them.
3: Maybe it's, maybe it's just a made-up place for like tax purposes. <laughs> it's a tax write-off. From an unincorporated area, <laughs> free of uh, free of government oversight. Virgil is you.
1: still in this match. I just want to point that yeah, out.
3: He's kicking Crush's
1: ass,
3: this is what he's doing. Yeah, Tom. Cr- yes. Cr- Crush,
4: Crush was, Duggan was from Glen Falls, New York.
1: Oh, right. my boy Duggan.
3: Don't. Be sucking up to him now. It's too late. I have
1: Tom. to, because now I now I've got quite a few people who have met him, quite a few friends that have met Duggan now. So I'd best be nice. <laughs> oh, you have a uh, Norwich
4: as well.
3: Norwich, uh, isn't that Connecticut or is it Norwalk? It's I should know in... my New England towns better.
4: Chenago. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: is there a Norwich? Yeah. Ah. Oh.
4: The only thing Norwich is famous for in the UK was uh, an old end. game show called uh, Seal of the Century.
3: By the way, people in the crowd are playing the same game where Virgil's is, is so insignificant that people are saying, hey, how many, how many cities in the state can you name before you name the one we're currently in? Oh, uh, let's see uh, New York, Buffalo.
1: You hmm. say it's only famous for one game show, John. You're wrong. It's famous for Alan Partridge's other game show that was shown on UK TV Conquest.
4: I've never seen that.
1: <laughs> it doesn't exist, really. It's just, it was in the Alan Partridge documentary. He talked extensively about it.
3: Oh, my God. Million dollar dream.
1: What?
4: A dollar, dollar and a quarter more like with Virgil.
1: Well, now it, now it is quite literally a million dollar dream. Because eh. <laughs> <laughs> he's dreaming of a million dollars.
3: It's the F money million dollar dream. <laughs> money, money. Yeah, yeah. The million dollars into my over dream. <laughs> oh, there's the Savage Killer. It's a verb. I like how he incorporates that into his offense. That's now. actually good not him,
4: that's a good name, the Savage point. Killer.
3: It is. And here's the Jason Voorhees head squeeze.
1: Oh, he's going to squeeze the goo out of his head.
3: It's gonna be salad dressing and garlic all over the place.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is God, Olive Garden a... Virgil like an alternative attire in the wrestling game? This
3: it should be. He has like a napkin on the inside hem of his uh, neckline of his shirt. He comes armed with a fork.
1: Virgil's powering out. Why? Why is Virgil getting all of this?
4: I don't know if he was powering was he? was Chris just not basically saying, okay, I'm going to give you a bit more punishment, Part. No, 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 look, no, Virgil was like
1: powering out. And
3: well, now Chris he went back down up. again. Here he goes. Well, Chris was pulling him up just to do the lift and drop version.
1: Virgil got too much offense in that whole match.
3: That was just like the fight between the Mountain and Urban uh, Martel. Jeez. Ended the same way too. If the top of Russell's head didn't burst, I wish it had. <laughs> hey, he's getting color. He can't do that. Well, he didn't mean
1: to. Is Virgil bleeding? No, I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> bleeding from the top of <laughs> his head. Had his head burst like uh, one of Jason's victims. That would have been amazing. Put the belt on Crush at that point. <laughs> just give him everything. Yeah.
4: Attitude era comes early. Oh, man. <laughs>
1: Virgil got too much offense.
4: (laughs) Yes. Why is he even patting his lips? He's probably just been thrown up from that last
1: match. (laughs) (laughs) From the first match. He looks a bit sick. He mentioned something at the start of the show about eating with Mr. Fuji. There you go. Come with that Uh, hot fudge sushi I had.
4: Hot fudge sushi? I mean, I'm
1: intrigued.
3: Oh, that sounds appetizing.
4: I mean, I love sushi, don't get me wrong, but Nah, hot fudge. Nah. Nah.
3: Nah. I'm not a sushi guy. It's, as George Carlin says, I can't eat anything that is merely unconscious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Bobby here was just going, I, I don't like bananas. I hate the feel of them. I hate the texture. I hate anybody that eats bananas. I hate monkeys. I hate chimpanzees. And then Vince goes, let's cross the Gorilla Monsoon. <laughs> Great segue. <laughs> it's Bobby Enon, man. We don't deserve him. Well, isn't
4: it, isn't it the, the sort of the banana thing that um, eventually makes Gorilla snap and just throw him out of the arena in a couple of weeks' time?
3: No spoilers. Sorry. Ooh! Oopsie. It's fine. It's okay. Oh, we missed a razor Martel rematch match because it's not on the network.
1: Oh, well, I'm sad.
3: We had to sit through Diesel versus Bob Seger on Monday.
1: Oh, that was a hell of an encounter.
3: It was the best Diesel Sid match ever.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Listen to the last call to where is Harvey Where's Harvey Whippleman at ringside? Yeah, Harvey's there because uh,
1: Martel's part of the Survivor Series
3: team, that he's going to be partially managing.
4: Ah, oh, that's right, yeah.
1: And that's why I love Survivor Series season when it's done like this, where you've mm-hmm. got the cross-pollination of the bad guys and the good guys, like, like Harvey Whippleman coming out for Martell.
4: Yeah, I mean, I remember, you know, even the earlier Survivor Series, um, you know, when they were coming up to it, you'd have the whole team coming out with whoever was wrestling that night, on, mm-hmm. on the show, and they would just walk out and just stand at ringside. I love that. Yeah.
3: Added to the unity aspect of it.
4: Now, I, I should do actually out... miss I do miss this uh, Survivor Series format as well, where it's just the, you know, the, the, the 4 and 4 teams. You know, these days it's just a normal pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I used to love the the older Survivor Series. When I first saw, I think the first one I saw was, yeah, the first mm-hmm. one was 1990, um, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed the format. The only thing that got me about that particular Survivor Series was Sergeant Slaughter's speech
3: before his match. It just uh, it went, went on like and on and on. But would you rather watch the guys who were in that match wrestle? It was the like and maybe Tanaka. We had Santana and Pat Tanaka. Now, I should point out real fast that there's a reason why we're showing so much exposition from non-matches, because there was a match that was supposed to be on the show, but had to be edited out. Oh. From the history of From history of WWE, Jerry Lawler defeated Owen Hart via disqualification when Bret Hart interfered as Lawler had Owen tied in the ropes and was slapping and spitting on him. After the bout, Owen argued with Bret for costing him the match. The match was supposed to have aired as part of the Survivor Series showdown special, but it was cut through to Lawler's criminal charges. I bet that would have been an enjoyable match, too. That
1: would have been good.
3: Yeah. yeah. But hey, the Early you start know. of
4: the feud and everything. Yeah, definitely.
3: But don't worry, we'll, we'll get something a little bit extra in, in, in regards to that a bit later in the show that requires that I keep pumping in this fist. It's like a young Sam driver.
1: <laughs> love you, Sam.
3: We do love you, Sam. The voice behind my did-you-know pieces. Well, our did-you-know pieces.
1: Well, they're yours. I did nothing to do with them. I just sometimes share them.
3: My, I mean, ours and mine and Sam's. Oh. Martell's tired of being called by a John little Waters this substitution? Here. Uh, not yet. <gasps> Martell! Go on, Martell! He just told John words I hate pink I hate pink <laughs> flamingos. <laughs>
1: Atom bomb! That's how Adam Bob around.
3: Up an atom! Teeth all day. <laughs> Watch out, radioactive mid-carter. Is <laughs> that make Fallout Boy?
1: I think it does. <laughs> oh! Here comes the diesel!
3: Jiminy Jillikers!
1: Oh, and, and IRS, <laughs> thank God.
3: It's team eyewear.
1: We're all unified
3: <laughs> by the fact that we need help seeing stuff. The goggles,
4: they do not sing.
3: Yes. <laughs> that's saying... That's right, guys, I'm not booking yet, so you guys don't do anything stupid. It'll cost you your jobs. I can't save you yet.
4: Okay, group hug. <laughs>
3: I love you,
1: Adam. I love you, Balky. <laughs> all friends all it's... pals at the palace here's rio rogers Rhea rogers aka the american
4: dream dusty road if you will
3: yeah. i'm doing an impression of yeah, the data uh, american my son, wrestling you know what i'm saying my other son's gonna wrestle him. It's gonna be a pretty big match.
1: I'll tell I take you another voice that um... with interviewers with big bombastic characters like this. Sometimes it works okay. Brother Love was his own thing, but in a role like this where you're just there to give a bit of exposition for Shawn Michaels' involvement and in his return and stuff, when you're being a big character, I think it detracts.
3: He's given us something the rest
4: of Bruce Pritchard apparently was originally going to do um, a Roddy Piper sort of uh, character because he actually does a really good impression of Roddy Piper as well.
3: He does it mean you fuck... Up. So we're, we're here at Heart House.
1: Right, so this isn't what? the Har House. Now, do you? You not? You not say?
4: What on I've... earth is so,
3: that? Avatar. Well, you know.
4: Um, that's you know. Hard to
3: you got your chicken. <laughs> Gonna make some salad. Now, now, this part is actually kind of funny. Big-ass photo of Brett. Tiny photo of Owen.
1: <laughs>
3: and with a magnifying glass, here's Bruce Hart's high school yearbook photo.
1: <laughs> so this is all being done because of the uh, the big changes to that Survivor Series match.
3: Yeah, they're trying to have Sean stir the pot between the Hart brothers. And pretending he's been shooting with the Hart's.
1: Stanley.
4: <laughs> the thing is Helen Hart looks like something out of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> <It does. laughs> that is terrifying I'm going to have nightmares tonight
3: and that's all they show unfortunately because apparently it was so bad that, like well the point's
1: been driven home So that so that has now officially retconned Shawn Michaels into the Bret Hart match at Survivor Series. So instead of it being Jerry Lawler and the Knights, it's gonna be Shawn Michaels and the Knights.
3: Yes, Knights in Sean's service. Hey hey look, it's the guy whose son has a creepy kid show. <laughs> I'm loving that new gimmick by the way. Oh me too. It's tremendous.
1: I can't believe that people don't like it.
4: It's been well, on for 2 weeks and people already complained about it. Give it a chance.
3: Exactly.
1: I had a whole chat with somebody who I don't think saw the irony in it and thought it was just, "Oh, it's a kid-friendly show and now he's playing a kids' TV host." Like how are you not how are you not getting the irony of it?
3: I mean, if you watch the first one when he has the heel hurt gloves, when he shows the uh, Bray stand up, you know the the older Bray, he puts the you know the hurt hand next to his ear. He goes, "Oh,"
1: and then he, and he turns around
3: and starts firing the chainsaw up. So so, so clearly he's he's a disturbed individual. That's obvious. Yeah, it
1: seemed obvious to me, but I was amazed that there was at least one person who was like, "Oh, he's a kids' show host now." Like, no, he's it's uh, he's blatantly more than that.
4: <laughs> it's basically if Mr. Rogers. You know, was secretly a psychopath.
3: Exactly. It's like a John Wayne Gacy at kid Show. Which, maybe that might be a bit too tasteless. As George Carlin said, John Wayne Gacy loved his kids. Oh, God. Oh, God. He Ugh. kept them all together by the garage in that little crawl space. Uh, well, he got his in the end.
1: And we're about to get Marty Gennetti versus IRS. Yeah, yeah, and what is already by default the best match of this show? Marty Gennetti has been, since we've been watching Raw, has been the go-to guy for quality matches.
3: Uh, uh, yeah, you put him in there with pretty much anyone, whether it's uh, Doink, whether it's Sean, whether it's the kid. You put him out there and he puts on a pretty good showing. Him and Bam Bam had that one good Intercontinental title match. Although, at this point, I think both men were kind of long-in-the-tooth character-wise. I mean, they're both still reliable guys. It just doesn't really feel very fresh. Aquas versus Geneti. Nice hit-toss. Did it the right way, too.
4: thing is, uh, Rotunda doesn't look any different now than what he does uh, back here.
1: He looks a bit more rotund.
4: Huh?
1: Thank you. <laughs>
3: You see Bo more than you see Bray for sure. Um, that should be kind of obvious.
4: But you can see in both of them that you can see that that IRS what is their dad?
3: Oh, definitely. I think Bo and Bray should form a team called Before and After.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm down for that.
3: like Hathor Titan Tron should be like, like footage of, like, of Bo and Happy Times, and then the song turns ominous, and it's black and white photos of Bray, like like a mugshot, like, or engaged in illicit activity. He had such a good Do all the,
4: the sort of flickery screen stuff that they did when Bray was starting <laughs> out.
3: Making a rotunda.
1: I do think they're destined to eventually be a tag team together. And I think, do you know what? I think they'd be really good.
3: I think it would be, too, actually. I mean, Bo has so much potential. He has so much value that you can get out of him. And he, like, he was just... He, when he first got caught up as a, as a whole, Bo, leave character, he got hurt and they've lost all his momentum, and it hasn't been the same since.
1: They've he tried to just, rip a couple of times, but it just doesn't seem to have that oomph anymore.
3: and it's a shame it's, I mean he found his voice literally he tried to push him at a, at a cool baby face in NXT it wasn't going to take and it became, became this insincere human motivational poster and it's like that's it they found the spark I get the film we're not getting premium genetti here
1: no it's very slow In I think, I think IRS is bringing the pace down um I think at this point in the uh, in the show I think it's pertinent to bring up a little fact that John Iley dropped on us before we started recording which which mm-hmm. I believe suggests that John Iley was always was always going to be a part of Cultaholic Okay John John Tom <laughs> tell them why
4: The Cultaholic font, font style that is used, is actually called Big John. Mm. But not only that, I think uh, Tom actually mentioned this last time I'd been on the show. Um, The Christian O'Connell Breakfast Show in Melbourne, Australia on Gold 104.3, on a Monday they have misheard Monday lyrics, where they have songs where you hear a lyric and you're not quite sure Mm. if you've heard it right or not. Uh, Christian O'Connell has a guy called Big John who sends him a top five every week. I am that Big John. Really? Yep.
1: Blew my mind. Because I've been listening to Christian O'Connell since his show started last year. And he's been referencing Big John. Yeah. And I didn't think anything of it until Big John said he was the Big John.
3: That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny because uh, the connection I have with Tom here is I first heard of him I may never have have heard of him if not for one person who voted in the old RSPW awards in 2005. Didn't know that story. While we have this rest hold here.
1: And if we're throwing stories around about how we know other people, I it only the penny only dropped that I had been working. I spent most of last year working with one of Justin Henry's co-writers. Really? I spent last year working for a wrestling company with James Dixon.
3: Ah, uh, yes. AKA Dragon Aizu. Mm-hmm. AKA many other names.
1: And many other names. What a wonderful human being. A genuinely uh, incredible storyteller. And I was like, ah, oh, you did the books together.
3: It's one of the most important people in my career to this point. And nothing good things to say about James. Oh, uh, Marty hurt the knee. It's, it's the right knee, so it might be legit. Uh-oh. Is that There's how that left works? It's going to be
4: cradled shortly, though.
3: <laughs> well, if you, you always sell the left. It's like one of those like, universal things. Like If, maybe if you work someone's armor leg, then you always go for the left one. Yeah. Um, so maybe Marty just landed funny. Tom, have you ever seen a match between two men by the name of Cage, Tyler, and Chris Sprouls? Mate! I am the biggin' in Wigan! (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, John, John. John.
4: (laughs) I've got to be honest, I have never heard of either of those two individuals.
3: Well, they had a match, it's two men that had a match in 2005, what appears to be in a warehouse somewhere. And Tommy Boy here, dubbed over commentary over in, in that same time frame. Uh, Tongue in cheek um, commentary where he just kind of made fun of the entire awful awful match and it made the rounds. It was one of the first wrestling viral videos and that's how I first heard of Tom Campbell back in the day. And well, I, followed him on, I followed him on Twitter based on that entire uh, like, like, like oh you're the guy who called that awesome, well not awesome but you cried awesome commentary over that atrocity. That was you. And then uh, I want to do a podcast one day. and I'm like, hey, he's a radio guy, and that's why we're here now.
1: If if it hadn't been for that match, who knows? Do you know what I genuinely think? Had it not been for that match, I wouldn't be doing half the stuff I'm doing now, because it has it continues to live in infamy, and I'm and and I feel bad because I've I pride myself on being like a nice guy about things, and, and generally just kind of always topping up my good karma. I feel pretty miserable about the fact that. The thing that launched me into doing stuff that I love in wrestling was me taking the Mick out of two really bad wrestlers. Like, I wouldn't dream of doing that now
3: You put your greasy foot in the back of cage Tyler's neck and you use it to launch yourself into a higher stratosphere. Is what you did
1: I absolutely did and on, on many <laughs> on many public forums and I will do it here as well. I will apologize to Chris Sprulls and Cage Tyler. For, for for being said man with the greasy boot. And I'm genuinely sorry for any hurt I might have caused. Because we li- that was from a time where, if that happened in 2019, I do believe that we all would have got rich off that. Myself, Spruels and Tyler. Because they would have capitalised on that being out in the world.
2: And, and I, and
1: I yep. have mooted to promoters the idea of doing a biggin' and wiggin' too.
3: It should be on one of Joey Janela's spring break shows.
1: I think Joey Janela would go for it.
3: <laughs> and John, if you've never seen the I this get, match, I need to get more into the. Like
1: I need to
4: get more into the independent scene. I'm really sort of out of it.
3: <laughs> I never would have seen that match if not for Tom. So is the rest holder over? Here? No. no,
1: no, no. Um, <laughs> oh, by the way, there is a match happening, anyway. and we are providing a commentary track. I do apologize. Could, could you imagine? Nope. Could you imagine if I'm raw? Like, <laughs> Michael Cole, Corey Graves, if and they Rene Dupree.
3: Other than the match, yes. Just started riffing on the
1: podcast they're
3: doing. Rene Dupree?
1: Oh, sorry, Rene. Young. John! John! John.
4: <laughs> Rene Dupree on the commentary team. Got it.
3: No, 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 no. Rene Young doing the French tickler.
1: Oh, well. Wow. Might get banned off Twitter for that. John Moxie uh, might come get us. No, the Yeah, I dance, wouldn't want
4: that, the,
3: especially if he's got thing.
4: that uh, hand still wrapped in barbed wire.
3: Oh, that's true. I mean, just the dance, not the actual object.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we all liked the John Moxley uh, res- r- return video, didn't we?
3: Yes, we did. That was fantastic. Yeah, it was uh,
4: definitely something different.
1: It's got me hyped for
3: him. Now the old IRS staple. Grab the rope for balance.
1: All we needed in that John Moxley video is just at the end where it says Mox, just to put underneath available for bookings June, July, August.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Someone commented on, on on the Reddit Square Circle form. Where they're autocorrect changing Moxley's last name because Mox is not a common word. So now he's John Mickey.
0: <laughs> Good
3: grief. <laughs> M-O-X-L-E-Y because I'm a sick guy.
1: <laughs> M-I-C-K-E-Y M-O-U-S-E
3: <laughs> Marty almost made his magic exciting.
1: This is a dull one, isn't it? Yeah, this is like hour seven. <laughs> but I would love to hear
4: Always made me wonder as well when the crowd, ch- the IRS would always sort of get ratty when the crowd was shouting, uh, oh, Wayne, uh, oh, well, it
3: Well, it is kind of an it, it is kind of a wonky first name, isn't it? Not really, uh, most desirable names. Not cool, like Dylan or Adam or something. Testing like, up the machete.
1: Call me by my real name, Inland Revenue Service, Inland Revenue Service. <laughs>
3: In land, in land two best words in the English language
1: in land in.
3: Uh, Marty's you know, the old college try here
1: I like to think that if, if Irwin had, had tried to launch this gig in England his name would be Harry Monty uh, Richard Chrysler
3: <laughs> yes And. I think Iris should have done a la Kurt angle. Is is pull his suspenders down when, he, when it's time for like the you know, the big comeback and then his pants drop.
1: <laughs> that would have been amazing. Oh, oh the write right off. off.
3: That's that's a
4: selling half We
1: called the write off. I think that is the most excited any two humans have been about Irs's finisher. Yes. Done.
3: With well, the one he's strap. He's now. Thinking,
4: Where's my brace gone? <laughs>
1: He's
3: paying to read the Andre with the one strap down.
1: I can't believe we recognize the write-off. <laughs> For one. Well, because Marty sold the hell out of it. That's why. He really did. He did, yeah. Oh, here we go, lads on tour.
3: It's the dream team.
1: We are secret magic, men. We stay up till 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, just, I just had a thought. It
3: would have been... Tom, are you okay? <laughs> you got me there, Tom. You got <laughs> me you there.
1: Thank you, mate.
3: <laughs> I've never heard that before.
1: Bug on top. Stays on top. If Ludwig
3: Borger had replaced Adam Baum and Chronic, would have been a scarier team.
1: Oh, well, you would have just needed Ludwig Borger and no one else.
3: That's true. Nobody starts a match better than Ludwig does.
1: I want that belt on Borger's shoulder, I think it would suit him.
3: What? Yeah, it's. Uh, I take your winged eagle belt. It I think a, ton- a lot. <laughs> yes. We had to wash this smell out because pollution is bad for leather. There should not be a leather belt. Right. Save the show, Jimmy. Save the show. After the, match, they... <laughs> After the IRS match, what they all should have done was all walked out rubbing their eyes.
1: Or <laughs> <What a> sleepy. <laughs> and slapping themselves awake. <laughs> I'd like to applaud Jim Cornette for, for constantly calling to Tatanto. To <laughs> Does
3: Cornette ever have like a verbal misstep ever?
1: Absolutely like, not.
3: Like, even on those podcast...
4: He... I mean, I know you tried a few uh, promos banned from TV for one thing or another, but... Um...
3: Yeah. I mean, like, he never, like, stumbles. He
1: never... He always knows what to say next. P.S. P.S. Just... out of the match, by the way.
3: Yes. retro crush crushes now the replacement.
1: That's why crush is there.
3: Yeah, I guess Pierre had to have his Frankenstein bolt put in. That's, That's why he had to miss this show. <laughs>
1: So, Shawn Michaels has replaced Jerry Lawler. Crush has replaced Correct. Pierre. I'm sure nothing else bad will happen.
3: Well, you have to take a replacement to Tonka.
1: Oh, yeah, take a replacement to Tonto.
3: <laughs> and we and we have one other quote unquote replacement to come.
4: I'm just trying to think off the top of my head what it could be.
3: I uh, think Crush's rival. Oh. I don't know what it means. I don't know what it
1: means. Put my boots on at work. What does that mean? They said join us on the team at Survivor Series. I don't know what that means. So wait, who's the interviewer here? Is I it
3: can't get over Johnny Polo
4: you know, oh. dressed like that and yet know that later on he becomes Raven. <laughs> it's just... I know, it's, it's talking about bizarre. a complete uh, change of director, hey, uh, direction of character.
3: That's right, both Ruger brothers are out here.
4: And they don't acknowledge each other either.
1: We are going to crush him. That's it. Keep it short, (laughs) Borger. Borger should break here right now
3: and go, hey, aren't you two brothers? Weren't you a tag team in the (laughs) 1980s? Didn't you feud with Brett?
4: Didn't you fly little American flags (laughs) together?
3: Weren't you managed by the guy who turned face and managed Hulk Hogan? Didn't you have that great theme song with the synthesizer? For a month we the Memphis Party Vaux Francais, they're the girls, the Rougeau's on their
1: way. It is weird Good to song. have them both out there. <laughs> it's a bit like working with your ex, isn't it?
3: I know there was one time where Stan Lane interviewed uh, Yokozuna and Cornette was out there for it. It was never acknowledged that they were, obviously, Midnight Express.
1: And, it was, and they, they didn't say anything. So
5: actually weird.
4: praised um, Pierre on his their new podcast recently. Who did he praise? He, he praised as Pierre for his uh, work in the recent NWA show for the, the mm-hmm. Crockett Cup.
3: He's a goddamn machine, Pierre.
4: 51 years old. Yeah, he, he said basically he's... The guy's fifty years old, and he's taking bumps that he shouldn't be taking bumps at that age.
3: He took a bump at a Ring of Honor show recently, where uh, I think it was the Briscoes backdrop, and he hit his back on the apron from outside the ring, and he just—you can't keep him down, except for well, this match when Luger knocked him out. But in real life, you can't keep him down.
1: No, PCO is an absolute beast. Absolutely. We still don't know what this is, do we, for the Survivor Series video? We think it's a roller to... coaster, but yet there's a crane.
4: Yeah, it's like a construction yard. Yes. It's somebody... Oh, dig that t-shirt. That right. is true.
1: That Hopefully, is I'll a get look.
3: Usually, like, like, Scotch, take the photo of ticker over to Tonka in that photo.
4: <laughs> and if you notice as well, the turkey is actually dressed like Yokozuna.
1: I know, that's great. Nice touch. In case you weren't sure who you were supporting over the foreign fanatics or the all Americans. Why does Todd have John Ham's hair?
3: Because <laughs> John Ham isn't using it yet. Okay. Who's John Ham? From Mad Men.
4: I've never watched it, so uh, I've got to be honest.
1: And from a uh, random episode of Toast of London, which is one of the funniest mm-hmm. episodes of Toast of London, starring Matt Berry.
3: He's It has like an angel in it. An angel and a devil on it. What the, what the hell is it called? Ah, uh, well, whatever. It's a British show, I think, but I think he's going to be on it. Oh, okay. I've seen ads for it. what's can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. <laughs> they photoshopped me in. Thanks, John.
1: <laughs> you can tell because my shadow doesn't exist. I was hoping you'd see like a little bit of like Tatanka's headpiece just sticking out the back <laughs> of The Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> John, we
3: need you to update
1: this photo.
4: (laughs) Same with Chris, there's no shadow behind him either. I'm so pedantic with these, aren't
3: I? (laughs) Hawaii, it's foreign. (laughs) (laughs) The only non North American Borger.
1: It's true. But mind you, they're not—they're not saying they're foreign, but they're saying they're foreign fanatics. So they're fans of f- foreign.
3: <laughs> how about the foreign objects?
1: Yeah, Crush carries a fork.
3: Uh, Burger carries like a barbed wire bat. Wasn't
4: that phrase banned in WCW as well?
3: Foreign, yeah, it was international objects.
4: That's right. Yeah.
3: Hey, hey, hey one oh, how bored does
4: Janetti look there? Because they don't really have to be here.
1: Are you taking my picture? <laughs> Snap. They needed a snappy na- name for the teams. There was no snappy it's... name for these teams.
4: Like I said earlier, with the Illya, um, Illya like Survivors, the that's some great team names.
1: Yeah, I like how the One being
4: the 200. visionaries, which was... Martell's uh, team. Yeah, sure, oh, yeah. It was Martell,
3: yeah, Martel, Warlord, and Power and Glory
4: the first team to ever finish a complete team in a Survivor Series match.
3: That's right. I think the most random team name ever is from 94, when Sean and Diesel's team was called the Teamsters. Yeah, so that was a, union, bit, uh,
1: a, bit, a bit pants, would it? Yeah. Uh,
4: This is the story of a crazy clown.
1: Crazy, donkey.
4: <laughs> the
3: crazy doinky. The doinky three bunch. little dinks of his own. <laughs> <laughs> Until the one day this great gimmick met creative. <laughs> and they decided that he needed his balls cut off.
1: But listen to the crowd pop for it, though. The crowd love it. Oh, yeah, the heat machine loves it. <laughs>
4: yeah because they're not even looking at the screen they're all looking at uh... all right,
3: that's kind of funny actually this one, is one great this is
1: bucket. great I'm all about the build for the four doings this is do the same gimmick with Apollo Crews <laughs> what four Apollo cruises? <laughs> yes
3: yeah, somehow make this happen
1: <laughs> <laughs> well Apollo Crews and Bobby Lashley there's two what are you saying there, Tom? That they, they they look very similar. Well, In terms of like size, stature, body well, proportions. Height. Well there's a height difference. There you go, there's
4: probably no, no, the greatest on TS card there.
1: Apollo Cruz is Bobby Lashley a bit further away.
3: <laughs> it's all a matter of perspective. Yeah like it, it is.
4: On, they're showing this now, which is an hour and a half, and then they're showing an hour version of it the next night.
3: Uh, yes, in place of raw. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> we well, we only had an hour, so here's all of IRS's rest holds.
1: <laughs> they're just making the most out of the uh, the the time they've got to tape. They're basically running like Impact Wrestling are today at this point.
3: Yeah, pretty much. And now for our main event, which actually is a main event.
1: And the title's on the line. I wasn't sure if the title was going to be on the line or not. Hmm. Uh, Strap in, here we go.
3: This whole show is Fuji's greatest rib ever.
4: (laughs) 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 What even beats the, uh, the engine out of the car rib, does it?
3: Well that's a good one. It was it was expensive but it was worth it.
1: Justin, did you ever play um Extreme Warfare Revenge? I've played that for years, but I haven't played it in a while though. Basically, after this show, you'd be getting an email saying Mr. Fuji is losing overness. You are using him too much.
3: Which is crap because he never loses overness. <laughs> The best thing I ever got in that game was that CM Punk admitted he has a drug problem
1: that's in his life. Oh, and you had the choice whether to send him to rehab or suspend him or fire
3: him. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, CM Punk, which is why it was funny.
1: <laughs> yes, makes it even.
3: It's like, like, haha, that didn't happen. I had that, arsen- that arsenic editor that would just like say, "Nope, he's not hurt."
1: Oh, that's and, cheating! And... You can't use the, che- you can't use that. It's it's
3: it's it's my game. It's my amusement.
1: I know a fair few promoters who who say that because of EWR they got into wrestling promoting, and it
3: shows. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: right, right. Finally, a star of high magnitude. Here he comes.
4: I thought I had Extreme Wrestling and Warfare, but I don't seem to have it. All I've got is um, Total Extreme Wrestling 2010 and uh, Fire Pro Wrestling World.
1: Well, Total Extreme is pretty much the same thing. It was e- it was EWR a bit further down the road. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a bit more advanced.
4: That was, and I'm not old. I also had TnM Seven as well.
1: Oh, TnM Seven! That was the DOS one, wasn't it?
4: It was, yeah. It was.
1: When I was like
3: 13 years old, I'd I'd, I'd book like 50 man rumbles and just sit there and watch the text. And this is Saturday afternoons. God, these are the days. Gosh, TNM7. Wrestling League Simulator.
1: Text-based wrestling at its finest.
4: And the website looks like it hasn't been updated in years.
1: (laughs) There is somebody who, and I follow him on Twitter now who basically will update EWR and TEW unofficially. To this day, every month they put out fresh updates. I'm in it now. As you should be. Yeah, I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm like a real low-level commentator. Like, you buy me on the cheap if you were just building a a, a company, which I'm absolutely (laughs) fine with.
3: I need to make it like a... Am I going call promotion on there? Make Joe Henry the champ?
1: Yes!
3: Several wrestlers have, compl- have complained... You've complained
4: like, just, uh, brand, just straight into the ring post there?
5: <laughs> As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either.
1: Well done, Yoko, mate. Was that a deliberate spot by Yoko just to run into the post? I
3: think it was. Yeah, by the looks of it. He's trying to get out of Survivor
1: Series. <laughs> Please, I just want to be injured as well. I've got two. I've got two strategies to get out of Survivor Series that have seen have been successful so far. The injury one's not working. I need to do... <laughs> What's the thing that Jerry Lawler did?
0: Oh, no, no, no,
1: no, don't, don't. No,
0: <laughs> no, no.
1: <laughs> Didn't
3: do, obviously. Yes. Yes, Fuji Tamper with his brakes.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's, it's also ironic that... That's what I'm
3: telling him right now. That, <laughs> that,
0: right now. <laughs> that,
4: uh, see, isn't it ironic that, you know, Bret Hart, a true Canadian has got the crow to start chanting USA.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, because Brett yelled, hey, what network would show this crap on a Sunday night? USA!
2: USA!
1: I seem to remember on an old Monday Night Raw tape, they had um, the head Shrinkers. Oh. <laughs> That's kind of funny, Ow. actually. Head the head Shrinkers end... versus the Quebecers. And the crowd were chanting USA, and Savage said, "They're chanting USA, obviously for American Samoa."
3: Well, because American Samoa is a thing.
1: It's no, but I like I enjoyed how on that situation, yet yeah, American Samoa. <laughs> but I think had there been more injuries for the Survivor Series team, they would have had no issue sticking the head shrinkers in the Foreign Fanatics team.
3: <laughs> Probably. Well, like I can mention Fatu wearing the. uh Undertaker duster with the Betsy Ross
1: flag on it. <laughs> that would be a look. Samu wearing that.
4: the uh, USA Zubaz.
1: <laughs> I could see <say> it.
4: John?
3: <laughs>
1: John, get on that.
3: Fuck 2 is Rikishi wearing the uh, red, white and blue thong.
4: <laughs> has, that would it, be one big flag. <laughs>
3: It has 50 stars when it's normal, but what, what, when he pulls his trunks up with the stink face, it's it down to 13. He's <laughs> at <laughs> <laughs> the corner. Oh, no, no. Hey, Betsy, Ross, slide!
1: flag. <laughs> 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 so what do we make of Yokozuna versus Bret Hart, then? <laughs> oh, yes, this, uh, are having a lovely time with this one? But we had our spirits broken by the first three matches. And hopefully this, <laughs> this can get us back. Yokozuna uh, looks cream-crackered.
3: Uh, it was a long taping.
1: <laughs> He's walked out. <laughs> and then walked back. And then walked back out again. Well, you think there's air conditioning in this building? Well, it's I'd say yes, but Yoko looks very sweaty. Remember the one taping over the summer in Alexandria, played New a city for you. When like
3: everyone, was like covered in sweat, like oh. was like flop sweat.
4: Oh, was that the one where Jim Connett made his uh, debut? Yeah, and he, like, yeah.
3: Like everyone just like out a of itself. water. They were wetter than Robert Shaw was when Jules
1: ate him. <sighs> oh, it was horrible. They were all just dripping. It was disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. It's like the last week of July, so it's, it's like at its absolute hottest. Like, Yoko Yoko's looks there. cream crack. Even his hair is getting frizzy.
3: I need you to help me. <laughs> Tamper Joker's bricks, later. He doesn't want to work on Wednesday. Help me, Brett. <laughs> We're doing a solid for a buddy.
4: Wow, oh, we've gone to a break and come back, and there's no chin lock.
3: <laughs> That's amazing. They know you're watching a Bret Hart match. Too consummate of a pro. Here we he go. Brett
4: making the comeback.
3: Well, Christ, there's still 16 minutes left of the show. Oh, well, I hit him right in the nuts. Oh, a low blow from Yoko. Hebner didn't see it. Well, I think Brett screwed Brett there, personally. <laughs>
1: I don't think anybody
4: saw it because I think Hebner walked in, into the shot. Mm.
1: Yoko trying to wake up. He's that tired.
3: Stupid IRS matches.
1: Is it me, or are there some conspicuous brown stains on this ring?
4: It does look a bit dark in parts, doesn't it?
1: Could be blood.
3: Or it's the ghost of Peter Weeks.
1: (laughs) We've only got the Peter Weeks Weeks canvas this week. Oh, God.
4: (laughs) Gets the Peter Week's Mention of the Week.
3: Which <laughs> <laughs> we try to work him in. Imagine getting Pedigree on that. Oh. <laughs> I'd rather take the thumbtacks. I think Yoko's face there was, was very apt there. Like, like, don't even mention that.
1: It will be another decade and a bit before somebody else goes toilet in the middle of the ring.
3: But, but that's a Smackdown, I think, so we're not going to be able to cover oh, that
1: one. It was Smackdown, wasn't it, where CM Punk did it?
4: Yes. Oh, well, that no, didn't... Um, Sid, apparently, do that in a match against The Undertaker. I think it was at WrestleMania. <gasps> Did he? Um, yeah, apparently, well, when uh, the story goes, apparently, that when The Undertaker gets Sid up for the tombstone, um, basically, kind of, Sid... Yeah. And fills his trunks. Oh, my God!
3: <laughs> I think, just to amend that slightly, I think the, the word is that it happened, but the whole Mandela... The fact is that it happened at WrestleMania when it was actually like a house show or something. I think that's how the story goes. I could be ah, okay. wrong, though. But I,
4: I, I stand corrected.
3: Well, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Maybe maybe you are right. I, I thought for years, too, that it was Mania 13 when it happened. Ooh. That was a, a very realistic sell of the uh, shorter block.
1: It's the one thing I do think about a bit when I think about wrestling. Is if you do need toilet after the match. You you really can't do anything about it, can you?
4: Well, as uh, Dusty Ridge used to say, baby, you thought I won a muffler.
1: Big big daddy, my muffler fell out. <laughs> Crowd are going mental for this bit. This is great. Can you imagine
3: Yoko's muffler?
4: Oh, that'll be a whole toilet roll. <laughs> oh Christ! Big family size one.
3: It's oh, a burlap sack. Gee.
1: Oh God! Burlap sack. Oh. I'm gonna pop the loo in that, lad. See you in a minute. God, this Chiefs. <laughs> oh God! It would shave before, <laughs> during, and after. That's a very heavy chair shot by Yoko. Right in the back of the head, too. Oh, God. Well, that was very What's... nimble by I was going to see a very... very, very
4: agile there from Yokozuna, wasn't
1: that it? was very nimble. Yeah, it was. It was,
3: yeah, yeah, it was quite sprightly there. Two commercial
1: breaks. I love it if Yoko had been... had had better cardio. I could have just been this big lad that really moved. A la Samoa
4: Have
3: Kevin Yoko versus Keith Lee.
1: Oh my God, Keith Lee.
4: He is a big
0: lad.
1: I met him at a show in Middlesbrough. We did did commentary on his match and what a gentle giant as well. Mm -hmm. Sweetest guy. I hope he wins all the things in NXT. Look at the Slugfest. Go on, Brett. Brett!
3: Oh! Hey. Weebles wobble, but they don't sell for Brett.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: oh. oh, jeepers.
3: I think Brett said that move never ever hurt because Yoko was so careful how he placed his leg.
1: But it so looks way... devastating. It does. He's
3: easy. He's, he's. He said he would end up with, like, this, like, red stain on his face from the tights. from like, the dye in them. But that'd but, like, be that, it. That'd, that'd be it, yeah.
4: I think, uh, going back to Jim Cornette earlier, I think he said that um, he was once Bonsai dropped by Yokozuna when he split from being his American spokesman or whatever it was. Right. And he said that when Yokozuna landed on him, he said it may as well have just been a giant cushion.
0: Hmm.
4: He said he was so late and agile for such a big guy, when he would do the, the bonsai splash, uh, you would hardly feel a thing.
3: Wow! Contrast that to the one jobber that i are going to see in about a month that Yoko tries to kill in the middle of the ring. Oh, God, yeah! That's coming soon.
4: It's not a Perry Satin-style uh, thing, is it?
3: Now, this is uh, Dan Dubiel, who's been a jobber on these shows quite a few times. Yoko, uh... You know when he does the bonsai drop, he puts the feet down to, like, kind of break his own fall? Yeah. Uh, he went down feet straight out on the guy's neck. <sighs> and and it took a sweet-ass time getting off of him afterwards, because apparently, Dubiel, from what I've read, I don't know if this is true, um, broke some sort of protocol in the locker room beforehand, and that was kind of, like, his punishment. I don't know, I don't know how true that is. That could be complete BS, but Yoko... He didn't seem like he was in a good mood in that moment and took it out on the hapless guy he was working with. Yeah, you ever?
4: I've seen the oh. uh, I've seen the Perry Saturn one. The guy watches oh, the a... uh, the hip Mike
3: toss. Mike Bell. Yeah, Mike Bell. Yeah, yeah. And Saturn flip, flips out on completely.
4: Saturn should have been uh, Saturn. It's one who didn't get done for GBH for that match to be <laughs> honest with you. <laughs>
0: Sorry. <laughs>
1: Did my video slow down? Or... <laughs> that was quite the uh, quite the landing. Timber. <laughs> oh, he's telling him things. They're in a chat.
4: Hang on, so he's been dropping the ring there.
3: I think it's Yoko's uh, draw Hair extensions.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> what is it, the Mario Povit show? <laughs> I have a real knockdown drag out affair here. Yoko (laughs) looks cream
1: (laughs) crackers. I said this a couple of times. But this is by far the best match of the show. Yeah, it is absolutely. You could just see see the crowd. crowd. They're up for it, aren't they? Oh, they are. We're about to see a title change, possibly.
3: Now, I think we're going to see something very soon that I have to explain. Because WWE had to do a, a serious edit in a little bit. That um, as I, as I said, the Tom won the previous show. They did the best they could with what they had.
1: <laughs> okay, I've I, I think I remember what was this doing, was. Yes. I'm
3: very intrigued because I I haven't seen this since the time that I first saw it as a kid, and I, and I wouldn't have gotten it. But so it's my first time actually watching it, knowing the context. Uh, Brett Hurt is working me.
4: Is that the same leg that Owen kicked the leg out of from under his leg?
3: I believe so. So it, that's the foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> he's just
1: having a lovely sit down. <laughs> he, he's having like
3: revelations at this point. <laughs> All these people I've ribbed didn't deserve it. How heartless am I?
1: Oh wow! Big, Big belly at the bottom. Yoke Bottom. <laughs> it was a Yoke
3: Bottom. He's the real Scorpion King.
1: And that has uh, completely finished him off.
3: Although I can't imagine Yoko on Ice Skates in the Tooth Fairy.
1: <laughs> I can, and it's not a great image. John. <laughs> John, if you can do the honors, mate. Yoko in the Tooth Fairy, I thank you. Or Yoko on Ice. We will also accept. Yes. Oof! Jeez. If you've had a big dim, yeah, you're going to be poor. That
4: must after have stung that. that.
1: Is this Yoko's
3: best match ever? I think it might be.
4: Yeah, it, it, it eclipses the uh, WrestleMania name match, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Oh, he split the pants. Uh huh. At least it was on the knee and not in between the legs.
3: Yes.
1: And My muscle fell out. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I do know what that means! Um, now, did
3: you, 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 you just see Owen coming out just there?
1: Yeah, he was kind of happy clapping
3: the crowd. They're saying that Owen's because he thinks that, uh, you may not have seen it off-camera, but Owen was just punching Lawler on the floor. They had oh. to up Lawler as best they could. See, Lawler actually interfered in this match, and oh. Owen ran out to, to nullify him. Really? So they took footage of Owen making his entrance on Superstars and edited it in and said, Owen's here because he thinks Brett just won the match, and he's celebrating. Oh, God! So... There it is—the most awkward edit in WWE history, quite
1: possibly. Oh God, yeah. Is it funny how that changes the the whole story of the match?
3: Yeah. Well, you had to do something. That's the—I guess—the best they could do.
4: Well, you had to do it He's not too happy about winning there, does he? Oh, you he see. always looks upset.
3: <laughs> I was told I could have four months off. What the hell?
1: <laughs> so, to all intents and purposes, Owen just cost Brett the championship. Well,
3: to be fair, Fuji did hit Brett first, and Owen was, was counteracting that.
1: Ah, uh, okay.
3: Mm. But, but because still... Owen was on the floor, because Owen was on the floor punching Lawler, I mean distracting the referee. Uh, the referee missed what Fuji did. But still, some
1: nice foreshadowing.
3: Uh, yeah, it, So it, it it worked out, but like if you if you go back later, I I, I don't know why how you'd want to with this show, but and just watching Fuji enters the ring to hit Brett, you see Owen punching Lawler on the outside for like two seconds. I saw
1: like a kerfuffle on the outside.
3: That's what that was.
1: Wow. Okay.
4: Yeah, they must, they must have really struggled with the edit on that. I don't
3: know how Richard Tubman or Owen Mollison would have handled that edit. Our fine editors at, Cult, at Cultaholic. So now let's stall because the lawyer's interference took about four minutes. So We've got to kill some times.
1: Let's go back to them to. It would just be grinning all night.
3: <laughs> it's like watching New Year's Rock and Eve. Let's go to Midtown, where Jr. and Monsoon, or are...
1: it wasn't Jr. yet, was he? It's my first time in the Boston Garden. You're not in the Boston Garden. You're in a garden <laughs> in Boston, if anything.
3: Uh, yes, Boston Garden for Survivor Series, which would be the only pay-per-view held in Boston Garden before it closed in 1995. Oh. So it's historic, and at the same time, a crying shame. So what do we learn from this show, well,
4: boys? What the WWE should have done, though, at some point, is uh, try and do a Survivor Series at the Omni in Atlanta. That would have been a real kick in the teeth to oh, uh,
1: God,
4: yeah. WCW.
3: Oh, yeah, because Survivor Series was born out of, the, uh, out of the spite toward WCW.
1: I've just noticed yeah. on here that they are plugging Survivor Series for Wednesday night.
3: It is a Wednesday night.
1: That's, it just seems funny to have a pay-per-view on a Wednesday night.
3: Well, the first four Survivor oh, Series were also on... media two was on a Monday. Yeah, that's true. The first four Survivor Series were on Thursday Thanksgiving, and ninety one and ninety four was on Thanksgiving Eve, Wednesday night. Why is men on the mission here? Because they've still got time to kill. Uh,
1: oh, yes. here they come.
3: We got dancing events, all right. <laughs>
1: So this is their special survivor series rap uh yes be ready for the turkey oh yeah
4: i prefer p and using wcw myself
3: <laughs> if you love substitution B-O, say hey <laughs> yes
1: we need PN to be here for this
3: mm. card something to change say
1: hey oh <laughs> I'm watching this with the subtitles on so I can understand the, the... So I can see what the commentator is saying in case it's anything interesting. And Oscar started rapping. And it's been saying all night everything that people are saying. And now, as Oscars rapping, it just says, in brackets, rapping. <laughs> <laughs> they, they haven't translated this at all.
3: Apparently, the SAP button, according to the people of the network. Not what, what Oscar's <laughs> saying, which that,
1: that's just wrong. It says rapping, cheers and applause, rapping. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there's a? the there's a baseball player Pedro Martinez? He went in the Hall of Fame a few years ago. And during his speech, he, he spoke in Spanish to the, his his family in the crowd at one point, And the and the and the, essay, close caption said speaking Spanish. It's like wow, good guess. <laughs>
1: That's what's happening here, basically.
3: Yes, well, I'm comparing Oscar to Pedro Martinez, one of the best pitchers of all time.
1: He's certainly pitching for Survivor Series right here. Oh, yes, hey, good segue. He's pitching for something,
3: that's for sure. (laughs) So what did we learn from this show, fellas?
1: Well, uh, I, for one, learned that um, Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon should always be together and should not go to the same party with their current girlfriends because it's awkward for everybody involved.
3: I do agree with that. Um, I feel that uh, what I learned at Yokozuna his best match happened on a show that if not for WWE Network, I never would have seen again. John, what did you learn?
4: Well, I learned that uh, Helen Hart is part of, like I said earlier, they've been part of the Texas Jamesville Massacre clan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I remember seeing that movie in the cinema a few years ago when they re-released the original version, and when it finished, I was sort of, well, is that it? I wasn't really sort of impressed with it or anything like that, but after watching this and seeing Helen Hart, in quotes, you know, I'm now terrified of the damn
3: thing. (laughs) Helen Hart and Stu Hart in The Hearts Have Eyes.
1: (laughs) And it's on that bombshell that we conclude our Cultaholic watch-along of Survivor Series Showdown 1993, as we are well and truly up for Survivor Series 1993.
3: And Sydney Zumowitz, if you're out there listening, since you're joining us for the Survivor Series watch-along, we are doing one, of course. Um, I just hope it's better than what we just watched here.
1: yeah you've
4: definitely got the uh i've I've got i've got the short end of the stick here definitely
1: you certainly have but we'd like to thank you john eiley for grabbing said stick anyway and watching along this watch along with us it has been an honor and our privilege to have photoshop john eiley with us once again on the show
4: well it's always an honor and pleasure to be here so
3: thank you very much for having me once again John, you're always welcome, my friend. And thank at, you again.
1: At John Iley on Twitter. Do send him things for him to Photoshop. I'm sure he'll get around to them at some point.
4: If people <laughs> want to know where to find me exactly on uh, Twitter, it's J O H N I L E Y. Correct. I thank you, have you both to also for yes. pronouncing me saying same I just told you, you correct, as, as, well.
3: like, as if you only had a spider on name, I just said correct. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have to apologise because I only started following John Eilidh on Twitter today because I I realised that as great a mates as we are, I don't follow you on Twitter, which seems very rude. Very stuck up of you. Yeah, I I didn't
3: even
4: realise. I never realised.
1: I'm very cautious about my follower count. I like to try and keep it under a thousand.
3: (laughs) Sweet. He unfollowed Ross Twiddell to make up for it. Yes,
1: yeah, so I've unfollowed Ross because he doesn't follow me back. Oh, wait, no, Ross does now, so it's fine. I unfollowed uh, Sam Drive. Decisions, decisions. <laughs> yeah. God, Sam's take, God, Sam's taking a beating on this show. We love Sam. Uh, he is at JRH Writing on Twitter. He'll be back with me next week along with, uh, as we said, Sydney Zomowitz. Uh, As we watch along the actual Survivor Series 1993, providing there is no hilarious substitutes between now and then, which would be nice. If you would like to give some attention at J.R.H. writing on Twitter, um, please send him pictures of Yokozuna (laughs) looking really sweaty.
3: So just photos of Yokozuna then. (laughs)
1: <laughs> just Or just normal pictures of Yokozuna.
4: With a burlap sack.
1: <laughs> oh, bork. <laughs> I am at Tom Campbell. I'm about to go and be sick and then have a sleep. Then wake up in a cold sweat at 2am. See you then. We are at Cultaholic. Don't forget to join us. Burlap sacks all round for Survivor Series. I love you, bye.